When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Podcasts you'll love. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where Wednesday is mug day with $7 Cousin Cocktails, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. I never meant to call you when Boy, he was talented, wasn't he? Jesus. Uh, Welcome back. Uh, Miller and Condon, hour number two, 1105 Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Of course, Prince, uh, Minneapolis dude. And let's head to the Twin Cities, shall we? Where we find our friend Dane Mazzatani from the St. Paul Pioneer Press, where he covers the Minnesota Wild, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, And he joins us. Hello, Dane, Trenton, Ken. How are you? Good. How you guys doing? Doing well. Appreciate it. So, as I saw the uh, tweet earlier, uh, Spurgeon, oh, Spurgeon, beg your pardon, Everson is going back with Mark Andre Fleury. I thought perhaps Talbot would get the call between the pipes for the Wild tonight, but it's going to be the veteran uh, Fleury. Yeah, it sure looks like it. Um, we'll talk to Dean Everson here in about ten fifteen minutes. Uh, but he said on the radio this morning um, it'll be Mark Andre Fleury. Like I just tweeted, um, Fleury's in the quote-unquote starter's net. It's mm-hmm. the net the starter yeah. always goes to in the morning. Um, it's going to be him tonight. And I was kind of with you after the game. Like, I thought maybe they'll go Talbot. You know, Fleury didn't lose them the game no. the other night, but he didn't win them the game. So, and then with the rotation the Wilds have been doing throughout the, the, you know, the home stretch, I thought maybe there's a chance they go Talbot. Then I took a step back, you look at it, having a goalie that you can – you know, switching the goalie out is is a way to ignite a team. You know, maybe a way to change momentum in the series. If you do it in game two and you take out a Hall of Famer mm, at that mm. to put in Talbot, what if Talbot loses tonight yeah. and you're down 0-2? Then, then you're in a huge situation going into St. Louis. Who do you start? Do you go back to Flurry? Do you give Talbot another go? Here you let the Hall of Famer try and tie the series up at 1-1 and then you make a decision going into Game 3, or he loses, and then it's an easy decision right. going into Game 3. You put Talbot in, you say, maybe this guy can give us a shot of life. So I get what they're doing here, um, but it's, it's kind of a shame for Talbot. I mean, this was kind of writing on the wall when, when, when Garrett traded for Flurry. Um, I think everyone kind of thought he'd be the guy in the playoffs, but Talbot's been so good, um, not just the last two years, but especially down the stretch. Um, I thought maybe there was a chance, but at the end of the day, it's uh, hard to not go with a Hall of Famer when you have him on your roster. Well, a rough start certainly uh, two nights ago, and let's say we have another rough start tonight. How quick of a hook would it mm. be for Flurry? They're down two nothing ten minutes in. Could it be that quick that he's out of there behind the uh, in front of the net? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like at the end of the like, yeah, if he gives up three or four and looks terrible, sure. um, they 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 give him the hook. But I think it's his net um, at least for this game, barring something. You know, like Riddich and Nashville last night, um, giving up five in the first right. period. Um, I think it's Flurry's net, and I think it's it's something you kind of made your bed when you went with him in game one. 
Now, if they went with Talbot in game one, maybe it'd be easier to go, you know, to take Talbot out and go with Flurry in game two. Um, but when you go with, with Flower in, in game one, I think you got to give him all of game two and, and then just see where the chips fall. Um, it's, it's, it's funny how, how things like this work out where, you know, no matter what decision Dean Everson made, he was going to be questioned if the Wild lost the game. Um, if they won the game, it was going to be praised universally. Um, you know, so now there's a decision to make. He's made his decision. It, it sure looks like, and um, we'll see how it, how, it, how it ends up tonight. I, I was shocked. We had Joe O'Donnell. We're going to do a lot on this series, Dan, as we try and uh, build the audience here that is building in Des Moines, of course, with the Iowa Wild in downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I was surprised um, at the record um, that St. Louis has with Barubi, who coaches the Blues. He has owned the Minnesota Wild. What is it about that? Why do they match up so well uh, against Minnesota? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you look at the the Wilds record. I think they're two eight and five or something in the last um, fifteen meetings, including last night. And that doesn't sound whole, like two eight and five. You're like, oh, they got points in seven games. You look at what the Blue, the Blues are thirteen one and one in the last fifteen meetings against the Wilds. Wild. So that's the stat you should be looking. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, to your point, it's been since Barubi's taken over. I think they play a hard game. Um, the, the Wild pride themselves on being a team that's hard to play against, and it's not often they play a team that's harder to play against. <laughs> I think that's something where it gets them a little uncomfortable, you know, especially on on the back end. It's not the most skillful back end anymore. You know, Petrangelo is gone, yeah. uh, but they got big bodies back there, and and they make you feel it every single time. And you look at the way they defend with Ryan O'Reilly in the middle, um, one of the best defensive centers, best two way players in the league. Mm-hmm. Just go back and look. Watch Kaprizov's shift the other night. Watch Fiala's shift the other night. Every time they 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 skate to the neutral zone, there's bodies on them. Every time they're they're entering the offensive zone, they're getting they're getting hit. Um, it's just making people uncomfortable, and that's the style of play that that Craig Berube played with as a player. It's, it, it doesn't so it make sense that it's it's yeah. it's the way he's coaching as yeah. a coach. Um, and, and it's working. It's worked wonders. Um, I think also there is something to be said when you can't beat a team when they turn into your big brother on the ice. Mm-hmm. We saw it with. Chicago Blackhawks and the Minnesota Wild in the mid-2000s, no matter how good those teams were, when the Blackhawks rolled into the town, it was kind of like, oh, man, can we beat them? I think you're seeing a little bit of that. The players would never admit that. The both would never admit the Blues are in their head. But, I don't know, results kind of speak for themselves, and, and I would say maybe a little bit. Yeah, and Spurgeon lost it at the end of the game, so they are in their head. Sorry, Trent. If it turns out where this series goes the Blues' way, it would be, what, seven consecutive first-round exits for the Wild, they went all in, they spent here, they made trades, they re-signed Kaprizov. They did everything that you'd want, and it would be short once again of even advancing in the playoffs. Is that a major indictment to this organization and the way they've done things? I don't know, because it, like, it's, it's weird, because this year felt so different. Yeah. And that's why the, the Game 1 was so weird, that like entering Game 1, entering the series, you know, the week leading up to the playoffs, it felt different. The Wild had an offensive-minded team that could hang with you know, the best of them. And then game one looks so much like, like you said, the other six first round exits yep. before them where they're just lamenting, oh, we, we had a bunch of scoring chances. We've got to put those in. How many times do we hear Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter say that over yeah, the years? Right. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if it's an indictment necessarily, like, because Bill Guerin switched everything up. Like, he's, he's changed. He saw changes that need to be made. He had the guts to make those changes. If it's another first round exit, like, yeah, the results didn't work, but I, I, it'd be hard for me to criticize the process because they, they've done different things. It's not like they're, 
you know, what's the definition of insanity, just doing the same mm-hmm. thing over and over again and hoping for the same results? They didn't. They switched it up this year, and if they if it elicits the same results in the end, I think that's that's kind of tough sledding for the home team. But I don't know. It, it would be hard for me because they they are so different. Their their DNA is different this year. Um, but it, you know, when push comes to shove, you got to get it done in the playoffs, and that's something this team has struggled to do. Um, pretty much since they went on the the magical run to the conference finals back in '03. Uh, Dan, we know we only have you for a couple more minutes. We want to get one Viking in here uh, question in, but just real real quick tonight. So, what does the Wild have to do? Uh, I contend Greenway and Felino and Erickson, their big line. Maybe they got to get involved. They brought Nick Delorier over uh, for for one reason. I bet he's more than a, a guy that'll just fight. He does have some skill. He can give you some mm-hmm. minutes. But what do they have to do tonight to counter the Blues? Maybe get involved with those defensemen and and let let them know they're there. Middleton as well. Uh, how do you see it? Yeah, I think it's you got to be physical and show them you're not going anywhere. Um, but I think you can do that between the whistles. I think the, the biggest thing the Wild kind of lost their head the other night, and I think Spurgeon was a good example of that. When Jared Spurgeon is right. doing something like that, it's a pretty good indication that there's some frustration mounting within the team. Um, you can be physical. You can be tough. You can drop the gloves if you want. You can fight. Mm-hmm. But do it between the whistles or do it when you're going to get evened up. they got to stay 5-on-5. Five five. Right. They are the better team 5-on-5, five five, I think. They're not the better team of special teams. The Blues' power play is better. The Blues' penalty kill is better. It's something that's plagued the Wild all year. So I, I think you're right. you got to be, be physical with these guys. But at the end of the day, you want to play five-on-five because five they're better when they do that. Dane, we'll let you go with this. I know you're in hockey mode, but the Vikings finish up their draft. Not exactly a sef- sexy draft. Not you know big-time wide receivers, skill position guys. Just an overall viewpoint as you saw it after what Minnesota did with the new regime. Sure. Uh, I thought it was a little bit boring to a degree yep. like you have the 12th pick is a Kyle Hamilton who some would consider a top five pick is standing standing there right at you and you and you go away from it um but at the end of the day I think like you look at the depth that they created um we won't know for three or four years but I think boring draft as a whole in in you know as my, in my opinion just watching from afar um but let's give it some time let's let's not jump in and say oh you know we lost this draft already our Quasi lost this first draft because we don't know um, they added some good players. Andrew Booth, I really love that pick. I saw him mock to the Vikings at 12, and to get him in the second round, um, great pick there. So we'll see how it, how it goes. Um, but, man, when you when you have Kyle Hamilton or Jameson Williams staring there right at you, and you don't pull the trigger, I think it's a little boring. Yeah, and you, and you, and you let the, the Lions get, uh, jump up and stay in exactly. that division. Uh, Dane, enjoy St. Louis, where you'll spend the Thanks. weekend covering the Blues. We'll, we'll talk Thank to you next you. week. Hopefully the series is going on. Thank you, Dane. All right. Guys. Good to talk to you. Dane Muzzatani, St. Paul Pioneer Press. If you want to keep up with the Wild, St. Paul Pioneer Press with Dane Muzzatani. Yeah, it kind of was. Boring's a pretty good description yeah. of it, right? The look up and down, a safety, a cornerback, and a guard. Just yeah. not even a skill position guy till the fifth round yeah. with Chandler out of North Carolina. Yeah, it was just kind of... Help out two of your foes in the division. <laughs> so weird, right? That really just, was. And for it to happen once is kind of surprising. But well, even if you're going to maybe throw Detroit a bone, because you don't fear them, right? <laughs> sure. Detroit. Well, and you see things like that for, you know, swapping fourth rounders. Or, right. Not towards the top of the draft, Surprising. Though. And then to do it with Green Bay. So Green Bay can go and get the wide receiver. That they, Aaron Rodgers is clamoring for. Yeah. Let's make him happy. That's tough to swallow, I'm sure. And certainly, well, what if we see Watson say? going up and catch an oh. 85-yard touchdown. Right, yeah. In U.S. Bank Stadium. Ugh. 
Mm-hmm. There's going to be some grumbles in that Sinekin said he did KFAN. Dave Sinekin, the uh-huh. We had him yesterday. said that um, the calls were like 10 to 1 in favor of what, what in the world is he thinking type of stuff. Un- unbelievable. Yeah, uh, some, you, I, I saw a lot of just bring Spielman back if this is the way it's going yeah, to go. Because yeah. it felt very much like a Spielman draft. Getting more capital, getting more picks. Mm-hmm. And trading down and trading down and trading down. I think I love talking to Dane. So we've talked before. He's from Hawaii. Right. Went to college in Minnesota and stayed there. he loves the Twin Cities. But he's got the Minnesota accent now. You catch that? He's got some of the long O's. Did he? No, I didn't A little Norwegian maybe all of a sudden coming out of the Hawaiian. Dave Mazzatati caught that a couple of times. My my first week in college, I had multiple people say, where are you from? I didn't know what they were talking about because I had the long O's. Being up in the North Northern, Hinterlands, yes. <laughs> Northern Iowa. Exactly. Yeah. Never, obviously growing up and living there my whole life, I never understood it. And, oh, it's the mm-hmm. Minnesotan that starts to come out a little bit. And yeah. Dane's got that in his voice reflection now. Yeah, I was very cognizant of A. Yes. Had, right away you stayed away from, like. Absolutely. Yeah, tried to. Uh, out and about, apparently. A is boot. A big, uh, out and about uh, is a big Canadian thing. And I was very cognizant of that, but particularly A. Yeah. But I, I think I used that when I was a kid. I mean, I don't know. Was it as prevalent as, I mean, movies and TV and, and the like? Well, when, trying I, to make when, us... I, when I talk to people, um, I notice it more, th- how prevalent it is. Yeah. So, so I don't know. May, maybe it is. I, I just, Strange Brew was one of my favorite movies growing up. So. I never saw it. Who you was never in, saw it? No. Who was in it? Uh, Doug McKenzie. And oh, his that was Bob and Doug? But yeah. Is that, is that what they did? Yes. Great White North. The Great... Dun, 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 dun. Exactly. Uh, you probably listened to the records, right? I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the song was played a lot. Well, there's a law that um, radio stations have to play so much Canadian content. What? Yes. And it just sucks. Well, not... I mean, that's pretty with a pretty broad brush. Well, you got Rush. You have a few bands. I guess who? BTO. Yeah. Uh, Rush, as you mentioned. I'm sure I missed. Neil Diamond. Uh, Neil Diamond. Um, uh, Neil Young. Neil Young. Um, but yeah, you have to play so much Canadian. It's like the CFL. You have to have so many Canadian guys on your roster. Who's the guy that sung about the Edmund Fitzgerald? Oh, uh, it- Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah, you know what? I couldn't stand him when I was younger. Yeah. Now he's, I mean, he's, I don't Grown know my way to listen to him. But yeah, the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yes. He was pretty good. All right. Uh, Cappy's coming up. Look forward to uh, catching up with Cappy. Um, the Olin Crutes, we've got to ask him about yeah. uh, about Crutes, who's lost his gig. Now, the, the company that he, it was a startup company. Mm-hmm. Had you heard of them? Apparently, they're Denver-based. Yeah, I had just read about it when he got the job there, but that was Well, what are they trying to do? Are they know. trying to be what? Is it like Is it an, an athletic, athletic kind of idea? Yeah, something in that realm. I, I don't know. I don't know much about it. I just remember... Yeah, as they were starting up, and they hired Crutes and a couple other people. Mm-hmm. I think it was one of the Chicago publications that was talking about it, but that was about all I knew about that venture there. Owen Crutes, does he get another job? Does he keep the one that work? I mean, is, does Cappy want to work with him on Sunday? Hey, he shoved for, in a locker, right? I apparently choked him. Apparently, he choked him. Came over to chair and uh, and 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 choked Adam Hogue. Mm-hmm. Is that what we cited on Hogue? H O G E. Um, apparently, uh, unbelievable. Yeah, All right, Cappy far. coming up. We do have though another opportunity for you to uh, win a thousand dollars. It's time for that thousand dollar home run. You can enter this nationwide keyword at kxno.com. Once you go to kxno.com, the pop up box will appear. 
Once it does, enter the keyword spring, spring at kxno.com, spring at kxno.com. Your chance to win $1,000, spring at kxno.com. Cappy will join us next. It's Miller and Condon on a Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. to Urbandale. The NBA action is nonstop. At DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday? Try DraftKings Same Game Parlays. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more. And right now, all customers can place a Same Game Parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25. $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code KXNO. That's just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code KXNO only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Iowa only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. Minimum $5 deposit. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call Dave Motors. Let's ride. You're looking for a drink. Something great to eat. And you're looking for somewhere new. You're looking for your new favorite sports bar. Introducing you to Fat Charlie's. Urbanale's getting their own upscale sports tavern. This is what Fat Charlie's is going to have for you. Wall-to-wall TVs, fierce sports viewing, a great food menu, and a huge selection of beers. It's Fat Charlie's coming soon. Of Health and Human Services. Well, construction can give you a good life by giving you opportunities to be a part of a team that does real tangible things in your community. For many of us, it's that feeling of doing something with our hands and creating something from scratch and or giving back to a new home or a remodel project. Do you enjoy working with your hands? Do you enjoy providing for your community? Do you enjoy getting out there and doing a hard day work and coming home and saying, yeah, I did that. Apply today, wolfconstruction.net, and set the hook. The Grumpy Goat Tavern provides a rustic, comfortable atmosphere with reclaimed barnwood, sleek modern finishes, and a one-of-a-kind environment that you have to see to believe. Featuring a fresh menu, friendly neighborhood service, 50-tap beers, and sports. The Grumpy Goat Tavern is the place to be for any occasion. Catch all of the games all summer long at the Grumpy Goat Tavern with two locations in West Des Moines and one on First Street in Ankeny. Grumpy Goat is more than just a restaurant in it's local, it's for you, it's your tavern. It's your place. Come on, baby, don't you want to go? Come on, baby, don't you want to go? Back to that same old place. Welcome back. David Kaplan momentarily. He is indeed brought to us by our friends at Centurion Stone of Iowa, centurionstoneofiowa.com. If you're looking for manufactured or natural stone to accent or update your interior or your exterior project, any size whatsoever, got a patio outside by the grill, you want to do a little something special out there, Centurion Stone of Iowa has a variety of styles, patterns, and colors to fit your every single need. In fact, there's over 
200 of them. Uh, you can check them out online, Centurion Stone of Iowa, or check out the showroom at uh, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. So just real quick, we'll get mm-hmm. Cap's opinion on this in a second. Um, you didn't watch a ton of the draft this year, but what no. you saw about your Bears... We really never got into that with you. Kind of a, a nondescript. I mean, feel good about your squad, better about your squad. I think it's going to be a long year. I, you, you know me at this point, and I am so beaten down by this organization. <laughs> I really am. And the hope, I got buddy that went to college with, huge Bears fan, and he's always so optimistic. And he had this long, long post on Facebook over the weekend after the draft wrapped up and how everything was going to be great and just on and on and on. And and I just can't get into the optimism. I just can't. I This organization has disappointed me so much. This should be a premier NFL organization. You look at Chicago sports and the way that they are and the NFL and and all these things, and it has been so inept, so <laughs> poorly run, and there's no hope. That That's where I am. I can't be optimistic. I can't be optimistic that Justin Fields is going to be the guy. You tried to sell me on it and tried to sell me on it. So even I think you've given up on him too early. I mean, I don't and think it's you're not giving up, up on no. him. It's right. not. It's not Justin. You Fields just problem. see the right. You've you've seen this movie too many times. Is what you're saying? It's an organizational problem. So, all right, you go through. Hey. Vellis Jones, that dude, he, he can be a great kick returner. Mm-hmm. He's a wide receiver. He's going to help out. And they're mm-hmm. doing things defensively. Just on and on and on. And all these different ideas and thoughts. But it's still the Chicago Bears. And it's such a poorly run organization. And continue to see it year after year after year that that's where I am. It's a crappy place to be as a sports fan of just having no hope in your team. I have hope. It's fleeting. But with the <laughs> Twins, I, I get you see the excitement after a big walk-off win or whatever it is, you see mm-hmm. that build. We've known each other for a while now. Yep. Have you ever seen me be really optimistic about the Bears? They've had playoff No. Teams. Never. I don't think. You've seen me with the Twins. You've seen me with the Timberwolves. Uh-huh. You've seen me with the Hawkeyes. You've seen the teams that I root for. I get to that moment where the excitement is there. And maybe it's there just for a day. But ultimately, even as pessimistic in general as I am as a sports fan, the Bears are a completely different realm. I'm so beat down. I just have lost all hope. That'll ever happen. Do you think Cubs fans were there for a long time, too? Yeah, and it did happen. So and it that, did. that just proves that um, it, can know, happen. It, it can happen. Uh, Cappy coming up here momentarily. We will get him on and get, uh, get his take uh, on this. I, 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 I think Fields is going to be okay. I do. I still don't think. I don't know who's going to catch the football. That's my biggest concern. I think they can run the football. Um I think they'll be okay on defense, but who's going to catch the ball? Somebody's got to. Uh, we, we shall see. All right, Cappy coming up. In fact, let's get to him right now. He joins the program. Cap Trenton Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Capper? All good. Just walking down to my truck, just running and gunning. How are you? Doing well. Are you at Wrigley tonight? I will be out there. For pregame, I will not stay for the game. Um, Cap, it looked it was just awful conditions last right night, right? It's unfortunate. Sox and the Cubs, and you would normally think that that place would be banged out and both fan bases in full throat. But man, I can't blame anybody for staying home and watching that on TV. It was cold. It was damp. It was miserable. Yeah, and I mean, I had some friends of mine because we did our show on YouTube yesterday because the pregame show took over the studio, which. That's cool. So they're like, well, you could do that from anywhere. 
just do it from the press box at Wrigley, and then we got tickets in the bleachers. You could be with us. I'm like, are you guys nuts? Why in the H do I want to sit in the bleachers when it's raining? I got to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and to do what? No chance. So I was on my couch, had my dinner, and I sat there and watched the game. And it wasn't a wildly entertaining game, but it was, you know, fun to watch because it's Cubs Sox. I'm just disappointed that Major League Baseball, A, cut it from – Six to four games. You're trying to grow baseball. You're in a city that loves baseball that has two teams. It's a great rivalry. And then you're doing it when the kids are still in school. Mm-hmm. Dumb on every level. Kyle Hendricks gets the ball tonight for the Cubs. Oh, do they need him? The numbers have not been great uh-uh. this year. ERA north of five. A guy that never was a hard thrower. He's got the nickname the professor. He's a guy that works on the edges and Against Giolito, right? Uh, yeah, Giolito uh. on the other side for the White Sox. When you look at yep. Hendricks, knowing that he's built differently, it's not about overpowering, he has to be so precise. Do you have concerns that just a little bit of that precision goes away and he becomes very average very quickly? Uh, certainly, when you can't overpower people with you know, 97, 98-mile-an-hour heat, certainly that it's concerning if you're not as precise. But he's better at home. His last home start was against the Pirates. Cubs won 21 nothing. I'm not expecting 21 <laughs> runs to support tonight, but he was really good for seven innings against a team that I would say they're probably one of the more surprising. We all thought they'd be like the Reds, three and whatever, mm-hmm. and they've played better. So he pitched well there. This is a good challenge for him and a good challenge for the Cubs, and this is a huge week for the White Sox. No one expects the Cubs to be anywhere, but the White Sox? We all do. And so they get two at Wrigley against a team they should beat. Mm-hmm. And then they get three in Boston with a day off on Thursday to rest up. Boston is, what, 9-14 and 14 last I looked? And then you get the Cleveland Guardians. You should win the majority, I mean overwhelming majority, of those games. So we'll see what Hendricks has for him tonight. I think he pitches well. Well, uh, so when they needed a, a big start after getting just uh, the doors blown off from Friday and Saturday night in Milwaukee, Marcus Stroman on his birthday came out and pitched seven terrific innings of baseball. So maybe, maybe Hendricks, uh, maybe Hendricks can do that again. Cap, let's go. Let's stay on the south side. Dylan Cease, are, have we seen? Are we starting to see maybe the emergence of a guy that? Teased, uh, teased their fan base that people follow the game, knew that at some point, or thought that at some point, that uh, that this guy was going to be able to put it all together and figure it out and dominate hitters the way that we've seen him do at times this year? He has got to be what? One of the top three candidates in the American League for Cy Young. Mm-hmm. I think if anybody voted right now and they were truly being fair, leaving fan you know, bias out, Number one's got to be Justin Verlander. His numbers are insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dylan Cease has got to be two or three, right? Yeah, Ryan from Minnesota. Joe Ryan's up there, yeah. So he's looked outstanding. He is the number one pitcher on the White Sox staff so far. Maybe that'll be Giolito, but he's been injured. Mm-hmm. He came back and pitched pretty well. We'll see what he does tonight. A cold day at Rig- cold night at Wrigley. But Dylan Cease the other day against the Angels. That he said that was the best I've ever felt as a major league pitcher. That's a big statement because he's had some really good performances. 
punched out Mike Trout, what, four times? Yeah, a lot. I think he got him three, and then one of the relievers, Hendricks, got him once. But three for three, three Ks? Come on. This guy's stuff was dirty. And I talked to Frank Thomas Monday after that game, and he said, look, this kid has as good a stuff as anyone in the game. Nose to toes curveball, wicked wipeout slider, and heat almost 100 miles an hour, and a changeup. But he said he never trusted his stuff. Nibble, nibble, walk a guy. Oh, I'm two and one. Now I got to take a little off it, and he gets racked. He said, "Now you watch him. Go watch the pit last strikeout he got to Mike Trout. Pull it up on the MLB app. That was 96, elevated fastball right over the heart of the plate. And he went, good luck trying to hit it, and he blew him away. Did he throw a knuckle curve cap? I don't think so. It's a good question." He's got something, some funky thing he he's does. doing. But his changeup is something he doesn't even use a lot. But when he does, it's a wipeout pitch. You feel pretty good about the top four of that rotation. Everybody gets healthy. They're going to be all right there. The bats, though, with the injuries that they have, mm-hmm. it's a concern. Right now they are 22nd in baseball and slugging percentage, 28th in on-base percentage, 24th in batting average. How do you get these bats awake outside of, Getting some good weather finally warming up there. you got to get, again, when it warms up, and uh, my friend Tracy Butler at ABC7 in Chicago sent me the forecast for next week, and you're going to have, I think, 68 on Mother's Day. 80 yeah. is the projected high on Monday. And she said then we should be starting to turn north and getting away from, like last night, what was it, 30? It's awful. Five? Yeah. With wind chills of 30 or less. Yeah, and you know, drizzly, cold. Looked like the game was played rain. in the cloud. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. It was. It was literally horrible. And you know, people are on Twitter. Well, Suzuki struck out, and this guy <laughs> struck out. Did you guys see the conditions? Larusa said it was top five worst conditions he's ever experienced in the major league, yeah. and that's what over. 45 years? Yeah, really. I felt bad for that Burger Kid who hardly... Did you see him going to the stands uh, on the third base? Hurt. Oh, my God, it had to hurt. Hey, Cap, speaking of that, uh, and let's, we'll get back to um, you know the Bears, etc. in a second. Got to ask you about Olin Krutz. Uh, that was um, yeah, a disappointing story to see that. I know you work with him on Sundays following Bears games. Uh, is How does Adam say his last name? Is it Hogue? Hogue, yeah. Adam Hogue. Um, that that's that's that was a story I didn't expect to see on on Monday. Cap is that's obviously. I mean, I'm guessing that's not the Olin Krutz that you know. No, Olin. He's a friend. Olin has been nothing short of outstanding to work with. He's the most prepared analyst I've ever worked with. I mean, this guy watches tape after tape and studies the film with that you know analytical football mind that he has. Olin's great. I cannot say a bad word about Olin Cruz. Uh, that surprised me, and that's not the guy that I know. Again, I wasn't there when that went down, but again, I I could just tell you, Olin Cruz has been great to work with. Hmm. What does this do, Cap? I mean, I know it's not your decisions, but what what does this do for you know his his media opportunities going forward? I don't know. I know he's no longer going to do this. CHGO podcast that yeah. he was doing um i would hope it wouldn't affect what he does with us at nbc sports chicago he also works for the score i have no idea what their thoughts are but i would hope he's still with us because again he works at it incredibly hard 
He's the first guy in. He's the last guy to leave. And when he committed to do all this analyst work, you know, he said, I only know one way to do it, and that's the way I prepared to play an NFL game. So I, I'm an Olin guy, and I can just tell you how he's treated me and how he's treated our show. He's always honest and fun. So I, I don't know what's going to happen. I just hope we still have him. Let's get to the Bears draft. Dave. Well, we talked about the Vikings a little bit earlier today, kind of a boring one also. For the Bears, no big star players, no quarterback like Fields a year ago, but a lot of depth and adding pieces in an organization and a team that feels like they need a lot of pieces. How would you grade the Bears and what they did here in year number one with Ryan Poles? So I went on this rant on Monday because Pete Prisco had him 27th and Whoever else saw the Bears had the 29th rated draft, the one list. And then I saw someone else who thought they were top five, best <laughs> class, what they did. Yeah. And, you know, it, we won't know for three years. They didn't have a first-round pick. Ryan Poles said, I would have been doing a disservice to the organization if I didn't take the two defensive players I took. Both those dudes should be day-one starters. This is Ryan Poles. He said, and the wide receivers and the O-linemen on the board were not at their level. Hallelujah. I love that he didn't reach and go, I got to get a receiver for Justin and then leave a guy who becomes an all-pro safety or an all-pro cornerback. He believes these two guys have that type of ability, did not believe both guys were feasible before the draft. He did not think Kyler Gordon would be there when they picked at 39, and there he was, and he grabbed him. So... We had holes there, too. Go back and watch. There's somebody that tweeted a picture of Cooper Cup. There was no one literally within 12 yards of him. They're all three chasing him. He's wide open. He hadn't even caught the pass yet. We need help in the secondary, too. So if those are the best guys on the board, take them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cap, uh, I know you do some work at uh, for Hawthorne. Uh, you know, before that, just, just back to the Bears, and then I'll get your derby pick in a second. Any any uh, movement at all on, on Soldier Field, building a new stadium, uh, on what was the uh, uh, Arlington Park for, for, for years, decades? Um, what what any, Anything to report on that, Cap, as far as the potential new home for the Bears? I still think it's a done deal they're going to Arlington. You I do, don't huh? see... Wow. Yeah, I don't see any way that the city of Chicago is going to come up with the insane amount of money it's going to take for our state to do something with Soldier Field, A. B, you can't sell naming rights because it's named after you know Soldier Field mm-hmm. after people that defended our country and died. Right. I get all that. Right. This is a business that the Bears run. This is their one shot to build a palace where you can have Super Bowl, you can have concerts and political conventions and other events. Plus, you control everything, and you have your football games weather-controlled, put a casino there, naming rights. Like, we're talking about taking a franchise that's worth $4 billion and probably double to tripling mm-hmm. its value. Not fair point. All right, Cap, let's double or triple what we got in our pocket. Let's pick the winner of the <laughs> Kentucky Derby. I know you've done, you've been working on it as I have since the draw came out on Monday. Cap, this Japanese horse, Crown Pride, I've never seen anything like it. The way that he, uh, has trained leading up to me. He's on the track every day. I think in the afternoons, they hook him up to a plow and, and, and lead him over to a field. I mean, they work this horse so hard. Um, who's your pick, Cap? And will you use the Japanese horse, Crown Pride? I think I will. I will. I'll give you. I'll give you my three horse 
box. I know everyone's on Epicenter, really good horse. He I'm is. playing Haiba, White Abario. I like him. And the Japanese horse, Crown Pride. Wow. Yeah, Taba for me, I just don't think, I mean, that's asking a lot. Break your maiden and win a grade one and then do it again. Third start of his life in front of 175,000 people. We shall Justify see. Justify. Yeah, I know he did. Yeah. Yep. Yep, he did. Well, I'm going to take, take a shot there. Good stuff, Capper. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, David Kaplan. May all your tickets cash, gentlemen. <laughs> Here's hoping, buddy. Here's hoping. Good to hear from you, Cap. Thank you. All right, bye. Take care. David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors uh, Cappy. Yeah, more on the Derby. So tomorrow we're going to have Dick Girardi, yep. who's been on site uh, all week long. Jerry Crawford, who owns the one horse, Mo Donegal, in conjunction with a, part, a bunch of partners. Of course, Des Moines' Jerry Crawford. We'll have him on Friday. And then Emery Songer and I are going to do his Emery Plus One show on Friday night at 6. Yes. Which gets, um, so we will do... The Derby. Pick it. I'll do it. I'll play it. Are you betting? Of course You're going out to the track? I don't know. No, I will not, actually, because we're going to Sioux City this weekend. So this will be online only with the Twin Spires app. Uh, And the race itself is about 5.38, our time on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, 5.38. Put that in the mental bank as I'm all of a sudden, oh, crap. Yeah, set your alarm for 5.30 make (laughs) sure the TV's on. In the old days, you had to warm it up a little bit. <laughs> Slap it a couple of times. Oh, yeah. Play with the rabbit ears. Oh, Kids have no idea. They really don't. Get up and change the channel. Uh-huh. Get up and go to the wall and stand by it and make a phone call. Got a remote. His name was Trent. Right. Oh, that's what the remote's <laughs> That was me. House. All right. Our final segment, Circus Sports Sponsors, Trent's Plays of the Day. It's coming up next. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.net. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-KENTUCKY DERBY. Why should you apply for a career with Wolf Construction? It's exciting and it's fresh and it's new every day. Creates new challenges and opportunities each day. I wouldn't want to work anywhere else but Wolf Construction. You can look around and go, wow, look what we've accomplished today as a Wolf team. Wolf offers competitive pay. The benefits are great. They have a matching 401k. Don't wait. Apply today at Wolf Construction. Get on board here. Join us here at Wolf Construction. Sign up and let's go. Wolf Construction is a great place to be. Apply today. Wolf Construction. bets off. Trent Condon here for the Grunt Tavern. Sometimes after arguing with Ken on the radio show... I just need a beer. Or after a long night of calling a game, I just need a beer. Well, my favorite place to stop is the Grumpy Goat Tavern. With two locations in West Des Moines and First Street in Ankeny, where I can stop and grab that cold one. And they have over 50 beers on tap. Of course, my favorite's the domestics, but if you're more adventurous, they have you covered. And it's not just drinks. The Grumpy Goat Tavern takes bar food to a new level. I'll see you next time at the Grumpy Goat Tavern. <laughs> It's time for Trent's Pick of the Day. Brought to you by Circus Sports Iowa. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, welcome back. A little Gordon Lightfoot to serenade us as we get out of here. Circus Play of the Day. By the way, have you seen the 
Uh, I think it's from the Athletic College Football Premier League, a twenty-eight oh. hypothetical twenty-eight team league in four divisions: East, Midwest, South, West. It's based on TV ratings, attendance figures, success, and historical success. Your Midwest division: Michigan, Michigan State, Nebraska, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Wisconsin, and. The Iowa Hawkeyes. The Iowa Hawkeyes. They make the cut. East is Clemson, Florida, Florida State, Miami, Penn State, West Virginia, Vatech, Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn, Georgia, LSU, South Carolina, Tennessee, Oklahoma, Oregon, Texas A&M, Texas, UCLA, USC, and Washington. Hypothetical. The Premier League of College Football. Buckle up. Let's make some money, Trent Condon. Circus Sports sponsors your plays of the day. Yeah, we handed out three winners yesterday. Let's go back to the well. We got five picks here this evening. We got three in baseball. We take the free square as we lay the one, one and a half with Milwaukee tonight. <laughs> Every single week or day you're doing it, that, right? Until it stops. Why not? Right. It's What did they win? They, were, they won three games in April. They were th- they're three and 20. Currently. That's unbelievable. They're awful. Just brutal. As bad of a baseball team as I can remember. Does Vegas take them off the board? I mean, they have to be getting beat up. Well, and I'm waiting. So it's minus 125 playing the one and a half. When are they going to catch up on that? Yeah. Because I think there's only been one or two games that they've only lost by a single run. Hmm. So you lay the one and a half in perpetuity, and that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Brewers, minus 125. Perpetuity. Let's uh, go to your Blue Jays tonight. I'm grabbing them. They have to win today, they don't they? They do. I, they are absolutely do. Love the price, plus 130. Hmm. Yeah, I'll jump aboard on that against By the, the way, Royals-Cardinals got moved up. It starts in 20 minutes. Oh, really? Yes. Weather? Weather in Kansas City. Speaking of weather, it hasn't been exactly beautiful in Baltimore this time of year, but the Twins keep winning, and I'm going to keep riding the train. I'll lay the minus 137 tonight with the Twins. To the NBA. Zigzag theory, exact same thing we did last night. So the winner, the losers of Game One on Monday, come back and get them tonight. Get the points at the very least. Sixers plus eight gotcha. and a half. Dallas plus six and a half. Five picks. Let's have another winning night. Murph and Andy, they'll be in here in an hour and five minutes. The Fanatics at three Wednesday. Hawk Central, Lice the Cowan Company. They take the airwaves at six o'clock. We're Miller and Condon. You can hear Trent and I every Monday through Friday from ten until noon, right here on Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six point three KXNO.